and welcome to the Brothers Grimm Lunch Break. I'm Eric Wagoner. Today, I'll be reading The Riddle. Once upon a time, there was a prince who was overcome by a desire to travel about the world, and the only person he took with him was his faithful servant. One day, he found himself in a great forest when evening came. He had not found a place to spend the night and did not know what to do. Then he noticed a maiden going toward a small cottage, and when he came closer, he saw that she was young and beautiful. So he spoke to her and said, "'Do you think, dear girl, that my servant and I could spend the night in the cottage?' "'Why, yes,' said the maiden, with a sad voice. "'You certainly can, but I wouldn't advise it. Don't go in.' "'Why not?' asked the prince. The maiden sighed and said, "'My stepmother practices evil arts and is not well disposed toward strangers.' He then realized that he had come to the house of a witch. However, it was dark, and he could not continue, and since he was fearless, he decided to go in. The old woman was sitting in an easy chair by the fire and looked at the strangers with her red eyes. "'Good evening,' she snarled, and then she pretended to be quite friendly. "'Have a seat and rest yourselves.' She was cooking something in a little pot on the fire, and she stoked the coals. The daughter had warned the two men to be careful not to drink or eat anything, for the old woman brewed deadly potions. The two men slept peacefully until early in the morning. When they were getting ready to depart, and the prince was seated on his horse, the old woman said, "'Wait a minute. I want to offer you a parting drink.' While she went to fetch it, the prince rode off, and the servant, who was still trying to strap his saddle on tight, was the only one there when the evil witch came back with the drink." "'Bring this to your master,' she said. But at that moment the glass broke, the poison splattered on the horse, and it was so lethal that the animal fell down dead on the spot. The servant ran after his master and told him what had happened, but he did not want to abandon his saddle, so he went back to fetch it. When he came to the dead horse, a raven was already sitting there and eating it. "'Who knows if we'll be able to find anything better to eat today,' said the servant." So he killed the raven and took it with him. They went on traveling the whole day in the forest, but could not find their way out. At nightfall, they came upon an inn and went inside. The servant gave the raven to the innkeeper and told him to prepare it for their supper. However, what they had stumbled on was a den of murderers, and when it was dark, twelve murderers arrived and wanted to kill and rob them. But before getting down to their work, they sat down at the table and the innkeeper and the witch joined them. They all ate out of the same bowl of soup filled with the chopped meat of the raven. No sooner did they swallow a few bites than they fell down dead, for the raven had been infected by the poisoned horse meat. Now there was nobody left in the big house except the innkeeper's daughter, who was honest and had not taken any part in the wicked deeds of the murders. She opened all the doors in the inn and showed the prince the vast treasures the murderers had accumulated. However, he wanted none of it, and told her that she could keep it all, and he rode off with his servant. After they had traveled about for a long time, they came to a city inhabited by a beautiful but haughty princess. She had proclaimed that she would wed any man who could give her a riddle she could not solve, but a man who offered a riddle that she was able to solve would have his head chopped off. She was allowed three days to think about the riddle, but she was so smart that she had always solved it before the end of the time. 
In fact, nine men had already lost their lives by the time the prince arrived. Nevertheless, he was so bedazzled by her great beauty that he was willing to risk his life, and he appeared before her and posed his riddle. "'Can you guess this?' he asked. "'One slew nobody, and yet slew twelve. The princess did not know what that could mean, and she thought and thought, but could not come up with the answer. She consulted her riddle books, but there was nothing in them about this. In short, her wisdom had reached its limits, and she was at a loss as to what to do. So, on the first night, she ordered her maid to sneak into the prince's bedroom and listen to his dreams, for she thought he might talk in his sleep and reveal the riddle. But the clever servant took his master's place in the bed, and when the maid came in, he ripped off the cloak she had wrapped herself in and sent her running with a good beating. On the second night, the princess sent her chambermaid to see if she might succeed better in eavesdropping, but again the servant took her cloak away and sent her running with a good beating. Now, on the third night, the prince thought he would be safe and lay down in his own bed. However, this time the princess herself came. She was wearing a misty gray cloak and sat down beside him. When she thought he was sleeping and dreaming, she spoke to him and hoped he would answer in his dreams, as many do. But he was awake and understood and heard everything quite perfectly. One slew nobody, she said. What does that mean? A raven that ate a dead poisoned horse and died of it, he said. Then she asked again, and yet slew twelve. What does that mean? Those are the twelve murderers who ate the raven and died of it. When she knew the answer to the riddle, she wanted to sneak away, but he held her cloak so tightly she had to leave it behind her. The next morning the princess announced she had solved the riddle and ordered the twelve judges to come. She then explained the riddle in front of them, but the young prince asked for a hearing and declared, She crept into my room during the night and questioned me all about the riddle. Otherwise, she would never have solved it. Bring us proof, the judges said. Then the prince's servant brought in the three cloaks, and when the judges saw the misty gray one that the princess usually wore, they said, Have the cloak embroidered with gold and silver, for it will be your wedding cloak. The End The Brothers Grimm Lunch Break is released under a Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives License. Download it and share it all you'd like, but don't change it or sell it. The translations used are copyright Jack Zipes and are used with permission. His collected translations, The Complete Fairy Tales of the Brothers Grimm, is available on the media of your choice from Bantam Books. The music is Mount Timbrel by Jamie Janover off his All Strings Considered album, available on magnatune.com. If you'd like to listen to any of the other tales, you can find them on our website, www.grimlunch.org, where you can also leave comments or subscribe through iTunes. Thank you for listening.